Well, it is true that he is self-existent, has always existed from beginning of his life on the earth, but realizing that he has always existed. He came down from heaven, God the Son, to prove himself to be who he said he is, the great I Am. In the Old Testament, Jesus made it clear, and the New Testament makes it clear, that the name of God, the name of Jesus, is I Am. Well, some folks might like to say, well, God is I Am. As the Old Testament Jewish Bible, as well as the New Testament Jewish Bible, tells us that he is the great I Am. But to think of him in today's world, in the Christian world, and in the Christmas season, how people have to hear the message of Jesus not merely being born into this world as a baby, but as being God the Son, the eternal I Am, who came into the world to reveal who he is. He came to reveal who he is in the sense that he came to give his life for the sins of the world and for all who would trust him. Well, one thing I'd like to share with you today is something altogether different. We will be talking about the Christmas season as we go on in time here, but let's think about this. Let's think about today's world and the problems that sinful human beings have in this life, which includes you and me. I hope you're not offended if I call you a sinner. I'm only speaking and sharing these things from the premise of the Scripture, the Bible, the Word of God. And one thing we know that's been made very, very clear to us from the beginning in the Bible, the Old Testament, New Testament, in the fact that Jesus came into the world, one thing has been made very, very clear, that we are sinners. Sin came into the world. And we have not only heard God, and I mean heard him in the sense that he loves us and he feels so much sympathy and so much compassion for us as sinners, but also we are reminded in this world that we are very, very far from perfect. Now, I know it's strange, but there are some people in the world that like to think of themselves as very, very good people, and I'm glad for people who try to be good. We should do that. Uh, And some people don't have to worry about sin, they think. But the Bible does make it clear that, yes, we do have a sinful nature, a sinful tendency. Well, I wanted to talk upon that context, that we do fail, we are weak, we do stumble. And even when we make the choice that we would like to follow God and do God's will, we find that we still have issues, that we are far from perfect. So if we're humble enough to admit that, and we're humble enough to admit it's because we are sinful people by nature, as the Bible tells us, Old Testament, New Testament. It's not anything new. 
I'm not speaking merely from a Christian point of view, not at all. I'm speaking from a biblical point of view. Now, if by chance you didn't like me, and there are people, sad to say, that may not like me, and there are people, sad to say, that may not like my message, but in what I'm talking about right now and everything today and most of the time when I am able, I'm talking about the fact that the Bible tells us these things. It's not my opinion. It's not my point of view. Have you ever quoted something from the Bible and about God's will and they respond to you by saying, well, that's your opinion, Frank? No, no, no. Many of these things I'm telling you right now, it's not my opinion. It's scriptural. And it's a sad thing when people reject scripture because as innocent it may, as it may be for them not to believe in God, it's a tragic thing to resist scripture, which has proven itself over and over again from the very beginning. The scripture has been supplied to us by God himself. Even the Bible itself is spoken of as something that has been put here for us to know about because God made a plan to put it here that we might get to know who God is. So it's sad for me as a speaker for Jesus Christ in a sense. I, I'm just a sinner who changed my life amazingly. It's an, uh, a miracle in itself how he changed my life. But also the fact that being far from perfect, even as a forgiven sinner, it's also a fact that as a sinner, I know God personally through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, who is God himself, the great I am. Some people think of God and refer to him with other names like Elohim, um, Jehovah, uh, there, there are many expressions for God. But the fact is, he is God. And he is the great I Am who spoke at the time of the Passover in the Old Testament. And he is the great I Am when he walked here on the planet. And he continues to be the great I Am because to use the name I Am, meaning he is self-existent. He has no beginning, he has no end. He is forever. But talking about this, my plan was to talk to you about this uh, because it is relevant and it does have lots to do with our everyday life. But I wanted to remind you about a couple of things in our everyday life that you may need to be made aware of. As a Christian, as a believer in God, or just anybody, uh, the fact is, this, with this question, listen to this question. Will God ever give up on me? Now, why would I or someone else you know be so discouraged to make that remark? Will God ever give up on me? And the fact that we might tend to give up on people who repeatedly hurt us or disappoint us, there is, after all, many people who think about, will God ever give up on me? Well, that is after a certain number of letdowns. We understand why many people stop 
trying to improve their condition in life. And the reason why is because they're so disappointed about their life. In other words, someone may say to you, and it could be you, you might say, well, we've tried everything. I've tried everything that's been advised to me. Um, people have tried to encourage me. Friends have tried to encourage me. My dad tried to encourage me. My mom tried to encourage me. I failed with everything I've tried to do when people try to give me the good advice that I need, and yet I have failed over and over again. And you know something else? You may have been offended in your everyday life with every experience we have. You may have been hurt or discouraged because you failed. I remember when I first went into secular radio, I used to do uh, secular radio broadcasts. So I was sort of way back in those days, I was a personality on radio. And I've been on a good number of radio stations. And um, I would also give the news, read commercials, and play some good contemporary music for the world to enjoy. And that was good. That was pretty good. But, you know, there were at times, and at times, to get a good job on radio, in those days at least, I had to have a good testimony. Uh, in other words, I would be tested could I speak well enough? Could I be clear well enough? Could I be interesting well enough for many people where they would be willing to give me a job? Well, someone was kind of graceful and gave me an opportunity to get on radio. Of course, I had some training for that, but most of it was by my own experience. Now, my point of bringing that up is this. When I did begin a radio career on secular radio, I failed a lot. I would give, uh, what would you call it? I would give auditions. I'd walk into a radio station and they'd say, okay, we'd like you to have and do an audition for us. So they'd put me behind a couple of glass windows and someone would be outside of my little room listening to me speak over a microphone. And I would read commercials. I would read some news events. And I remember... In one place especially, I was so nervous about it that my knees were knocking. And they could hear that all over the studio. <laughs> well, no, I'm only kidding, but I was nervous, and my knees knocked. So I failed. I failed the audition, and I didn't get the job. I didn't quit, though. I continued to go forward as often as I could to get jobs on radio. And, you know, finally I did. I had jobs offered to me in many places, in Maine, New Hampshire, and Massachusetts. But I didn't want to go outside of Massachusetts to work on radio, but it felt good to have offers. I was offered to be on radio stations as far up the coast of Maine to Presque Isle. Is that what it is? It's a way up as far as you can go in Maine, very close to... Very close to um, Canada. And I was offered a very good job there, and they offered me some good money. And I could understand why they'd offered me a good thing, because the money offered would be pretty good, except that you'd be in a pretty isolated place to live. And I didn't want to do that, so I refused it. But then I had many jobs offered to me in New Hampshire, and finally, 
in Massachusetts where I wanted to be. I got some good jobs on radio. And at that time, as I told you, uh, before Christian radio, I was on secular radio. But then I came to a saving faith in Jesus Christ. And then he changed my attitude about life. And I did, finally, I was offered jobs on Christian radio. And I've been on Christian radio for something like, uh, at that time, maybe at least 20 years on different Christian radio stations, not only in Massachusetts, but in Maine, New Hampshire, and, of course, on the web. Um, so I, my voice went everywhere. But, you know, I, I still, they, I had times of great disappointment because in my own personal life, I failed. And sometimes I failed a lot. And sometimes, not just with radio, I mean, I failed in my life. And uh, that hurt. I vowed to do things the right way, and I ended up finding myself do the wrong things. And I was very disappointed, but the question is this. Uh, my point is this, going back to my original question for you to listen to me about, will God ever give up on me? And the question is, no. Will people give up on me? Yes. And will I give up on someone else? I don't want to think that. But I have at times, way back when, have given up on someone in terms of being there for them to help them and to love them. I certainly have no, no, no desire to not help and love somebody on God's terms. But the point is this. You may be listening to some of the things I say to you today, but here's a point. Will you ever give up on yourself, or have you given up on yourself? Have you failed greatly? Have you failed a little bit? Have you failed a lot? The point, though, is this. If you're a human being, you've failed at one point or another. You've tried everything. You've been given good advice. Others have encouraged you. You've been rebuked to straighten out your life. You've actually begged and You've been pressured. You've been assisted, and people have begged you to do better. But would God ever give up on you the same way? That's my question. Well, some people would have answers for that, and they would say, I think God should give up on me. I've been a flunky. I've failed a lot. I've done this wrong. I've done that wrong. I don't like myself. I fail myself. God should give up on me. What a failure I've been. Now, some people have felt like that. Maybe as you listen to me, maybe you don't feel that way at all. You could maybe be the opposite. You could think you're wonderful. You may think you're greatly gifted, and God has labeled you a wonderful man or a wonderful woman. Well, that's very possible. There are people that feel that way about life and how they're thought of, but that's not always the case. Now, I admit, I'll tell you the truth, I have failed a lot. Should I say that again? Or do you think I'm Mr. Wonderful? I'm sure you don't. You know I fail. And I don't have to tell you I've been a sinner because all you have to do is talk to me for a while and you find out I am a sinner. But remember, when you come to that conclusion, you need to realize that means you are too. So sinners get together. 
they either agree with one another or dislike one another or be so self-righteous they'd rather not think of themselves as sinners. But my point in getting back to the question is, do you think God would ever give up on you if you failed? Well, think about it for a minute. I would say that someone listening to me right now has an impression that they have failed God and they have failed themselves. But would God ever give give up on you the same way? Would he ever stop working in your life and stop trying to help you go through what you're going through? Well, there are various reasons why people might think that God has given up on them. Now, I found that to be true with many people who have been in trouble. As some of you might know, I've been in prison as a chaplain for a good number of years, and rightly so that I would meet many men in prison committed crimes, who have gone to prison for their crimes, but who also have given up on themselves. They just didn't like it. They didn't like the way things went for them. And if they didn't blame God for crimes they committed, they began to realize they failed and everything came together. But will God give up on me because I've sinned too much? What do you think? Have you sinned a lot? You're aware of it. Maybe you don't like yourself for it. You feel guilty. So do you think God could give up on you because of your sins? Boy, I'm glad he didn't give up on me with my past. But Scripture says where sin increased, this is what the Bible says, where sin increased, grace increased all the more. Well, what does that mean? What is grace about? Grace means that God gives to people, to sinners who have failed, an opportunity to go on in their life and find the loving grace of God and his forgiveness. By the way, you can look it up in Romans chapter 5, verse 20, where sin increased, grace has given us more grace. There's a way out. God can always give us an opportunity to not only do better, but he will show us his love by what he has done for us at Calvary when he became a man, came to this earth, and then was nailed to a cross on the very people that he created. You talk about love. What do you think about that? That's how much God loved you. The Bible makes that clear. Old Testament, New Testament. Jesus laid down his life. God gave up his life on a cross because he loves us. Loves me? Why? I failed and I've sinned so much. Why did he love me so much he would die on the cross for my sins? I don't know. You tell me. How could he love me that much? But he did. He paid for all my sin on the cross. Did I deserve it? Absolutely not. Do I deserve God's love today? Even if I've been a pretty good guy today and I haven't done anything wrong today, I don't want to. But God loves me now. And you know what? He loves you too. Well, sin abounds, the Bible tells us. Grace does that much more abound. Here's another thing that God might say. Will God give up on me because I keep repeating the same sin. Well, Jesus taught us 
that we need to forgive each other. And when Jesus said that, he said, don't just forgive each other only seven times, like that was a, a an answer in the Bible that was given to Jesus. How many times should I forgive someone? Seven times? And God said this. Jesus said, no. Forgive 70 times seven. Now, that's a lot of times to forgive someone, but it means more than numbers here. It means somebody that in reality, God is saying in reality, I don't forgive you just 70 times seven. You're forgiven forever, eternally. Once you came to receive Jesus as your personal God and Savior, that's exactly what God did. He forgave me for all my sins, past, present, and future. But I've sinned too much. I know it. I know it. I can't explain God's love and grace. I know that. You don't deserve it. I know I don't deserve it. Do you feel you deserve it? You don't deserve it. That's what grace means. It means to receive something from God that's undeserved. You can't work for it. You can't deserve it. What an amazing point this is. You know, as the time on this broadcast goes by so fast, I would never be able to finish what I'm trying to say about all this, but let me move on a little bit. Someone might say, God will give up on me because I keep repeating the same sin. Wow. I've talked to people and I've counseled people. I've been a counselor for many years. I had an office in Woburn, Massachusetts years ago. I would counsel people as much as I could. I, I think at some point I did pretty good counseling people because you know why when people came to me to tell me how bad they've been, I could understand their feelings because I feel the same way. I, I've sinned so many times. Uh, thankfully, though, when I've come to Christ, I've stopped doing all those bad things. I'm just doing things to please God, good things. Well, one thing I want to do more than ever is love people as much as I can with everything I do and everything I say, but I've even failed there. How about you? Have you given up on yourself because you keep repeating the same sin? How about sexual sins? You go into a sexual sin and then you feel guilty about it, then you know it's wrong, and you have some sense of conscience and the fact that God knows about it, and so you want to stop it. You want to get out of that habit of sinning over and over and over again. Do you think God will give up on you because of that? you think God would wash his hands of you and say, no, it's too late for you. You've been sinning too much. That's it. But if God could tell us, as Jesus did when he came into this world, to forgive people forever, 70 times 7, always be willing to forgive now, wait a minute, that's another subject that's not always easily understood, and there's a lot about it that we need to talk about, but that's not the context right now of what I'm trying to say. My context is this. With all of your sin, and if you're still caught in a web of sin, even sexual sin, yes, God knows if you fail, and God will come to you again when you go to him and ask him for forgiveness, he'll forgive you. But he wants you to have a victory. He wants you to have deliverance. And God will do all he can to give you a victory over 
sin that you may be dwelling in with sinful in a sinful way. In other words, he hasn't given up on you. He hasn't. He hasn't given up on you. He loves you as you are. He knows you fail. He knows you're a sinner that's been forgiven by Christ. And he knows you'll never be perfect until you go to heaven. But he hasn't given up on you. He never will. We need help sometimes. We need to go to people to help us. And God can help us with with that, sending the right people into our life. Maybe counseling needs, maybe a... uh, delivery over a drug addiction as well as sexual addiction and all of those things. There are people that will help us with those things. But the best person and the greatest person of all who will help us and deliver us is the Lord Jesus Christ. No, God doesn't want you to be in bondage with repeated sin. But God can forgive you, not only forgive you, but deliver you from repeated sins. Well, someone else may say this, and I've heard men in prison tell me this at times, more than once, in different ways. Some will say, God is giving up on me, that's why I'm in prison, because I'm such a failure. Well, the Bible makes it clear before I go on that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, Romans 3.23. But you don't have to go to prison to realize and you don't have to commit a crime to realize that you fail many times, but God is willing to forgive the worst of sinners. The one thing about being in prison, I spent many years in Concord Prison in Massachusetts. And now sometimes when I have to address my mail as a chaplain from Concord Prison, now I refer to Concord Prison as a university. (laughs) Why would I say that? That sounds ridiculous, right? But prison was a university of learning things about human nature, even about myself. Because going into a prison, you find out that most men in prison will agree and will admit. And yes, yes, many admit that they have sinned. Well, I'd like you to remember that as well. You have sinned. I have sinned. We all have sinned. And as a sinner, from a biblical point of view, from God's point of view. I am no better than anyone else. Now you might say, big deal, I know that. I know you're just a sinner on the radio. Well, that's true, it is true. But I'm reminded every day that I'm just like everybody else, I'm a sinner. But I'm a forgiven sinner now because of the grace of God. I'm also a forgiven sinner now because I know that someone paid the price for my sin. I know that someone took my place and was judged in my place for all my sin. And being judged in my place and paying for all of my sin means I'm free before God to know that my sins have been paid for. That's why I know that I'm a forgiven sinner. Well, does that mean I 
can go on in my life and continue to sin when I feel like I should. No, I'm not saying that. Not at all. But I am saying that God has paid through Jesus Christ on the cross. Jesus has paid for all of my sin on the cross. And any time if I may fail or if I may sin, because my sins have been paid for, now that's important, because I know that my sins have been paid for, I may go before God by faith, I may go to the cross where Jesus died for my sins by faith, I go before that cross, and I ask God to forgive me, and he will, so I can go on with my life. I don't have to continue to live in that sin, but God wants me to know I'm forgiven for that sin, and I can get up off my knees and keep going. Well, friends, my time is up. There's so much more to this. Well, I wish you'd get in touch with me. You could. Don't be shy. Be in touch with me. Will you please do that? I have a website. It's agmradio.net. agmradio.net. Look it up on your computer. There's many, many broadcasts that I did there on the web in many different places, not just on my website, but on other stations, Maine, New Hampshire, Those are local stations in New England, but I've been in many places beyond that. The point is, it's not anything about it that I can say to you. What's so wonderful about it is, I feel I've been an undeserving sinner. But God has given me the privilege of speaking about his love and forgiveness. Look it up for yourself, not to hear me about my wickedness and sinfulness of the past, but to hear about some good messages I share from the Bible, and you can get in touch with all of this on my website, agmradio.net. Remember to hear me when you can right here on Spotify Radio, and my thanks to all here on Spotify, on Burlington Cable, for their friendship, their loving support for being here with me to encourage me and help me to learn how to put on a soundboard and put up a microphone and speak into the microphone. I need someone to help me with all these things. So I thank God for Burlington Cable. You want to meet nice people, good people? Visit Burlington Cable. As a matter of fact, you could send them an email or send them a letter and, and thank them. And would you mention my name? I'd appreciate that. I heard Pastor Frank on the radio the other day, and he said that you're wonderful people, and so I want to tell you that we appreciate all that you do in Burlington, on Burlington Cable, and other places. Understanding, of course, that Spotify is heard all over the world. Come back and listen to my broadcast again. I pray you will right here on Spotify. This is called, if you look us up on your computer on Spotify, and if you do a search, you will find, let's see, I always forget the name of my broadcast. See, you need to be forgiving too. I mean, if God can forgive me, you can forgive me too for a bad memory. Grace Radio, that's it. I'm on Grace Radio. Um, I think. I'm not sure. You need to (laughs) 
<laughs> you need to remind me. But this is how you can find me. Go on a search engine on um, cable radio here on Spotify. Look up Spotify. Then put on a search Asian and put my, my name down, Frank Timilio. And then the computer and Spotify will bring you to where you can find me. And then you'll be able to hear a broadcast. So would you come back and hear me here on cable, Burlington Cable, or Spotify, and other radio stations where this broadcast will go? If you think you need to give up on yourself, and feel you don't have a chance to do better and know God's love for your life, in how he hears you and will answer prayer, all you have to do is look at the cross where Jesus died for your sins. Remember this passage, that God so loved you. Put your name there. God so loved you. He gave his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to die for your sin on the cross. Would you do that and find a new life in Christ. God will give you a brand new life. Just get to read the Bible, get into the Bible. If you need a Bible, let me know. I'll get you one somehow. I'll get it to you. Just let me know. Be in touch. You have to make the, this move. I can't. I've, I've spoken from this end, and now you need to reach me from your end. Thank you for being with me here on Grace Radio, and uh, let's get back together again. Look me up here, right here on the web and on the Burlington uh, cable, and uh, look up other good broadcasts right here on this Burlington station. Good Burlington people have things to share that they'd like to share with you. So look it up. Look up Burlington cable. Look up the, the line of broadcasts that are here on this on cable radio, and uh, that way you'll find me there someplace too. And I'd love to hear from you. Won't you please be in touch? Send me a message right here on this broadcast on where you hear me. You can, you can pick me up here. You can send me a message by email. I'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, remember, open up your heart and open up your mind and thank God for Jesus who came to die for you on a cross and pray it. Lord Jesus, thank you for paying for all my sin on a cross. Come into my life, Lord. I need you. I need your love. I need your grace. I need victory over the many, many failures in my life. God bless you, friends. Until the next time, here on Burlington Cable and this radio broadcast, Frank Tomilio on Grace Radio. God bless. <laughs>